From the brains behind Teal the Show, this is Teal the Podcast, your source for Jaguars news and analysis with NFL insider Mark Brunel and your host, Cole Pepper. We welcome you into Teal the Podcast as we come to you as we approach the second quote-unquote half of the season opener. Uh, A reset button kind of game, as several have said this week. Nick Foles back with the Jaguars. And it's vital as they take on the Colts for the Jaguars to win on the road. Before we get into that, what is your week like, Mark Brunel, in the playoffs, ready to go on the road with the Fighting Eagles of Episcopal? It's uh, it's been a good week. Um, yeah, uh, winning last week in our first playoff victory as a as a school ever ever was really really cool. It was a special moment. I've had uh, I've had a fair amount of uh, exciting um, games, and I think that one, as excited as I got, I think that might have broke the top ten. I mean, I, I really did. You're I talking was, about including as a player in the NFL, player and, and and then a coach, yeah. of course. And uh, but man, it was a game we weren't supposed to win. It was against a team that had beat us really bad in the regular season. Um, yeah, I'm just so excited for our players and our coaching staff. It was it was a lot of fun. I think I know you well enough now, having worked with you on Channel 4, done this podcast, covered you when you were here from 96 on, that um, I can tell when a reaction comes from a very powerful place. <laughs> uh you lost it after that game. You were so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. You were just like you were. You looked like a kid who had just found out his dog came home. I was. I was. Uh, I was thrilled, um, and it had a lot to do with how the game went. It was yeah. back and back and forth. And this, I, I think, there's a number of reasons why I liked it. But when your players, and I'll be honest with you, this doesn't hasn't happened all the time at the Episcopal. When they show some physical toughness and some mental toughness, and you, and the back and forth of that game, we're up and then we're down, and it goes back and forth. We make the plays at the end. They show some resiliency. They 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 show that they can play well together. Um, and you beat a team you're not supposed to in the playoffs. All of that wrapped. I mean, it just. I've been there seven years and and uh, haven't had a lot of big wins like that so um I was I was excited it was uh I felt like a kid in a candy store it was a really special moment and and uh yeah it was fun it was gonna be fun to see one of those two teams either you or Baldwin was gonna win a playoff game for the first time in school history neither team had won a playoff game oh I hadn't ever. realized yeah. that oh I didn't know realize that for Baldwin yeah. that they hadn't won one yeah they had a terrific team last year yeah and they then, did uh got upset in the first round and anyway so somebody was going to have uh a historic day, yeah. and uh, it was fun to see you have it. All right, you talked about loving to see your team show physical and mental toughness. Yep. The mental toughness side of it, I mean, listen, you get to the NFL, showing physical toughness is not an unusual thing, right. right? Mental toughness, though, can come and go sometimes. And part of that can be about an individual or it can be about the team as one single organism, which sometimes we talk about it. I wonder what kind of impact on the mentality Nick Foles is going to have this week as he prepares to get back into the starting lineup 
and uh, lead the Jaguars against the Colts. Yeah, uh, think about it. Let's say Gardner Minshew's still in there, okay? And they get the bye week, and they're going forward, realizing how important these next seven games are. Well, Gardner Minshew just coming off a really poor performance against the Texans in London, you know, the, the players would be like, well, you know what, hopefully we get the good Gardner and not the bad Gardner. You know, there's, there's reason for optimism after a bye week, sitting at four and five, but not a whole lot. With Nick Foles, your guy is back, your quarterback for training camp and, and, and uh, all of this, Super Bowl MVP. It's almost like a new season. So they get a chance to get their guy back. It, it, all the more reason to be uh, looking forward to seven games. Um, it's huge. Um, you almost, as we're sitting right here right now, you can't even imagine Gardner Minshew being the quarterback right now. You know, it's 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 perfect timing that he's healthy, uh, a new start, fresh season. It will be really interesting. But if you're the Jaguars right now, you're thrilled with the possibilities. You know, one of the things that I thought in talking with, um, we had Chris Connolly and Najee Good both on the show, uh, on the Mark Brunel Show on TV on Channel 17 on uh, Monday. And it just sort of reinforced something that I've been talking about with you since the offseason, which is, the kind of personalities that were brought into this team by Dave Caldwell and uh, the personnel side of things. I'm not sure how much Tom Coughlin impacted that, but let's right. assume he had some hand in it. Um, there are some guys like Chris Conley, like Najee Good, Nick Foles is in that category as well, who are, for lack of a better term, adults. Right? These are guys who are they're pros. They're approaching things the right way. They mature professionals, grown-ups. Yes, yes. Yep. How does that think back on the locker rooms you've been in through your career? When you have more of those type of guys, do you have a different expectation on how November and December plays out based on where you are in the standings? Um. Every team has some good guys. Every team has some knuckleheads. Um, that's a tough question. I, I've, all, I've been a, always been a firm believer that uh, that character is important. Um, having uh, some maturity, having some guys, your core group of guys, really being good guys, where it's important to them, they're professionals, they make good decisions off the field, pretty grounded, you know. Um, I don't think you can have enough of those guys. But if you don't have any of those guys, it could be problematic. We didn't have enough of those guys last year, mm -hmm. in my opinion. I thought last year, it, it, as it appears to be now, that there was a few knuckleheads that created some problems. So when, when you're losing, uh, things can go bad. Well, we're losing now, and things aren't really going bad. Yeah. Because you've got guys like Nick and, and Chris. I think, I think it's really important, especially for the stretch. You know, it's interesting, too, when you start thinking about the sort of social dynamic of a locker room. You've got, you've got your, your leaders or your stars, your vocal guys. You've got your rank and files, you know, guys who are playing. Right. And then you've got the guys who are sort of the fringe guys who, you know, inactives, maybe occasionally activated for a, for a game or something. Those guys in that third tier don't have much of an impact on the, the personality of the locker room. Guys who are playing the rank and file... Can impact the locker room. Leadership certainly can. Mm -hmm. But if a guy who's one of those leaders isn't performing on the field, 
that changes the impact that he can have in the locker room too. It's all about performance. It sounds terrible, but this is a performance-based industry. And you could be General Patton. You could be the greatest leader that has ever lived. But if you're not playing at a high level, nobody really cares. Mm -hmm. They just don't care. It's not that they don't respect you. That it, it, do, it doesn't mean that they don't admire you, that you're not. But if you want to be able to carry any weight, you have to be a player that is producing, that is performing, that is simply doing his job, meeting the expectations that people have on him. And that's just the way it is. I've been around so many guys that were vocal and outspoken and, quote, leaders, but they weren't, play they weren't playing well. So, hey, listen, shut up. Mm -hmm. Shut up, okay? You're not doing anything out there. You're either injured or you're not playing very well. You have not earned the right to say anything to me whatsoever. You've got to be able to produce. That's what, you know, so Leonard Fournette. Leonard, talk. Go ahead. Say what you want to say. You're playing your butt off. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, Calais, say whatever you want. You're producing. Um, so they go hand in hand. Um, so to that point, Nick Foles, who has not played in a game since the opening week, what kind of voice will he have this week leading up to the game in that locker room? It'll be huge. There's one thing about just not playing well. There's another thing about not being able to play. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you've, you've, you're, you're injured, but you're coming back. Uh, but when you're Nick Foles and you've done everything right in training camp, you do have a big contract, you do have a really good resume, you only had 11 plays, but they were, you know, that, that touchdown pass you threw. The anticipation of him coming back um, was, was huge. I bet it was a big sigh of relief. Like this first practice, you know, all right, we got our guy back. I think it's huge. It just, it, 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 uh, it, whether guys express that or not, they feel really good about where this team is uh, right now. But, but uh, Nick can say whatever he wants, you know. Uh, he can absolutely say whatever he wants, and what he says will carry a lot of weight. Do you remember coming back off an injury? What, if you thought about how I should, or did you just get right back into acting like you? Now, you weren't a big rah-rah guy. No, I wasn't a big rah-rah guy. I wasn't a real big vocal guy. Um, but the one thing that I did uh, when I came off an injury, uh, I stepped in there like, like uh, this is my team, mm -hmm. you know. And how did you do that? I just would. I just was the same person I was. I didn't like dip my toe in the water and see how it was going. I walked in and went to the huddle and called the play as if nothing had ever happened. As if nothing had ever happened. Like I, as if I hadn't missed one day of, of work. And you and you have to. I was very intentional about. All right. This is my team, um, because if you remember, uh, like in 97, I got hurt, and then Rob Johnson had that first real good game, mm -hmm. yep. right? And he got hurt. And he got hurt. Steve Matthews goes in there and has a, re has a really good game against mm -hmm. the Giants, scores 40-something points or something like that on like six passing plays, or 10 <laughs> passing plays and four runs. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then I was ready. I think it was for the Steelers game. Right. And so... Regardless of how well Rob did or how well Steve did, this is my team. It's interesting because I, if I remember correctly, I think there was a bye week before that Monday night game. That sounds right. And that actually sounds same right. Same here with Foles, bye week, 
before. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and while there, it's a little different that in terms of a practice uh, side, I think mm -hmm. Foles has got more practice time ahead of his start than you did at that point. You were rehabbing, trying to get the trying yeah. to get the knee back ready. And to go. I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't. I wasn't ready to play that game physically. My knee was not ready. Mm -hmm. It was not ready. But yeah. you were going to be out there. I was the Steelers. You could, you could fake it. You could, I, mean, <laughs> I, I knew inside of this knee is just not quite there yet. But if I can fake, if I can fake this and convince these guys that I'm ready to go, I get to be out there. Side note, <laughs> that game, of course, ended on one of the most famous plays in Jaguars history. The blocked field yeah, goal by Clyde right. Simmons. Chris Hudson scoops it up, runs down the sideline. Cower... Fakes like he's going to punch him as Hudson scores the, the touchdown to seal it. Right. And the place is going crazy. Uh, I was cleaning out a closet yesterday. Came across a, uh, a picture from a golf tournament. And lo and behold, who did I play with in that, go that Jaguars golf tournament in 19, I think it was 97? Uh -huh. uh, Chris Hudson. Oh, there no kidding. Uh, that's so uh, what, that's one of the more memorable games. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was fun. For me, for sure. Uh, all right. So we've talked a lot about Foles. Now let's focus a little bit on what the Jaguars have to do against the Colts because this is a Colts team that could have Jacoby Brissett back as we mm -hmm. record this. They think he probably will be back, but we don't know. You don't know how effective he's going to be and how, how much the injury is going to impact him. But it's still Jacoby Brissett. Uh, it's not Andrew Luck. Do, do you feel any differently about this Colts team at this point? Uh, how dangerous are they? Jacoby Brissett has surprised me by how well he has played. Um and uh, I know coming out of the Colts, you know, when Andrew retired that, hey, we're going to be fine. Jacoby Brissett, he's fine. We like him and all this stuff, saying real positive things. To them. And in my mind, I'm thinking, ah, they're saying it because they have to. Mm -hmm. He actually has played really well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I think he's surprised some people at how well he has played. He's had some really good moments, but... I, I mean, I, it's... Doesn't scare you, does it? Doesn't he? scare you at yeah. all, especially with our front four. I mean... Whether Brian Hoyer plays or, or Jacoby Brissett, I'm um, hoping Hoyer plays, of course. I think uh, if Hoyer that, plays, it's a blowout. I think the Jaguars win by three touchdowns. I, I would completely agree with you yeah. on that. Um, I think uh, Jacoby, I think coming back off an injury, as we were talking about before, you just don't know. Obviously, he would be concerned going against our, our you know, our front four guys. Um, I just get the feeling that the closer we get to this game, because it's a must win, because Nick is back, this game, regardless of who's playing a quarterback, I get the feeling this won't be close. Mm. Now, I'm not saying it's a four touchdown blowout, yeah. but I can see us. I can see a two two touchdown win. So you have, you have you have very optimistic expectations I for Nick. I really Foles. do, so and it's not just Monday, Nick. On Monday, you, you were cautiously optimistic, maybe. Mm -hmm. we're, and we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. You're, by Saturday, by Sunday, you think this is oh, going to be a ninety a, point? Win. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be calling Vegas. <laughs> um, actually, I can't do that. Um, yeah. So, and it's not just Nick Foles. It's backs are against the wall. This team is resilient. I think being able to overcome the Jalen Ramsey thing and Nick Foles' injury and still kind of be in the mix. Mm -hmm. I know we're four and five, but um, I think this team is resilient. It's a must win. Um, you got a hurt quarterback, and if the hurt quarterback doesn't play, the bad quarterback's playing. Nick's coming back. Everyone's excited. A lot of emotion. You're on the road. It's us against the us against them mentality. I could see this being a twenty-eight to ten win. Now that 
goes in stark contrast to your concern about what happened last week with the Colts. That they lost oh, there's to no Miami. Question. Yeah, no that question. Really... That was 48 hours ago, Cole. I know. It was two days oh, ago, sorry. Cole. Things, <laughs> things, things change. change. <laughs> things change. I changed my mind. Like, but, you know, listen, the, the my reason, wife changes clothes. The, the reason I'm saying this is because I kind of feel the same way about this game. It, it's like a, a, an opening day game where, where you, you don't really know about it's either one so of these teams right true. now. It it's feels like perfect, an opening... a perfect example. Opening day game. Yeah. Week one game. Yeah. You don't, because, because of the injury situation with the quarterback with, with uh, the Colts, and because of Foles coming back yeah. and coming off a of bye week, it feels like you're uh, separated from that London game. This is one of the tougher games for me to pick. Uh, it is tough. And it, it, but and I'm trying not to let the the must win quality of this for the Jaguars come into play here, um, because I do believe it's a must win. I think if they lose this game, it's over. I don't think the playoffs are going to happen. I agree. I, I mean, think about four and six. You'd have to win out. You would have to win out, and even winning out doesn't guarantee a wild card, right? Yeah, because this would be an AFC loss. And again, I think we're. I think the loss to Houston changed the way I'm looking at this as more of an as a wild card yeah, situation. Yeah, I agree with you too. I don't see us. I actually, I don't see us winning the division right now. I don't. Could it happen? I don't think Deshaun yes. Watson is going to allow the Texans to slip. No, nope. down down the. They got some here. tough games. They do. They've got some tough games, but they're good enough. I think they could win those games too. All right, so do you want to? So you think this is 28-10, Jaguars? To 10. All right, yeah. I mean you heard it here first. It's going to happen. That's it. The Jaguars are uh, on the way. Uh, I'm not ready to make a pick. I'm going to have to grind on this one a little bit. In all likelihood, it's going to be a one-score game because that's how what 90% of them are. It's going to be in the close division. in yeah. the division. But I don't know. I, I'm so anxious to see how Nick Foles does. This is not a fantasy football question because I don't like covering fantasy football. Yeah. It's like covering somebody's weekend golf match. It's great if you want to do it. I just don't care. Yeah. To tell everybody about it. Um, but do you think Foles? You think Foles going to have a, a big game though? Twenty-eight points isn't a big game. It's a game you're supposed you're you should score twenty-eight points every uh, game. Um, that was always our, our goal. Mm-hmm. Twenty-eight points. If we get twenty-eight points, we think we're going to win. Um, it doesn't mean it's a good game. It's kind of like uh, do your job. Your job as a as an offense is to score twenty eight points. Is this an that's offense? That's not a that's not like a big game. And I always base it on points. I don't care about yards and stuff. Yeah. So so th- you think that that four touchdowns with this offense as it is right now with Leonard Fournette, with Chark, with uh, Conley, Westbrook coming back off the injury should be healthy, should be ready to go. Huge question at tight end. Yep. With the offensive line as it is right now, you think this is a 28-point-a-game kind of offense I think in terms so. of the expectation? I think so. With Nick, um, yeah, you should, we should be able to get 28 points. I mean, that is, that's what you shoot for. I don't know what this team is shooting for, but when I was playing, I don't know. You know, we were always going for 28. Anything above that? Because it's not that it, it's that you expect your defense to hold a team less than 28. Mm-hmm. Just go get 28 points. You're going to win, you know, 9 out of 10 games. So, but I see our offense being able to do that. I think I think Foles is going to be a uh, an improvement at the quarterback position, uh, and it's not it's not that it's not just about what he's going to do; it's about what he's not going to do. I don't see Nick Foles being careless with the mm-hmm. ball and giving it away. It's going to happen once or twice, but um, 
he's not going to give away a game because he's just spraying around everyone else. Everyone's picking it off. Well, you heard it. It's Mark Brunel's Fantasy Football Gold Star Lead Pie Block of the Week. That's right, baby. Put it Lock in. Lock it. Nick Foles, he's your guy. He's your guy. All right. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Remember, uh, you can join us on Mondays at Sneakers, Jacksonville Beach, 7 o'clock. Live for the Mark Brunel Show. Miles Jack's there every week. He brings a teammate most every week. Sometimes two teammates show up. It's crazy. Okay, last it's week, absolutely crazy. Last week was, I mean, this past week was just jam-packed full of, we had Mike DiRocco. We had the mayor's daughter who yep. was there. We yep. had uh, Najee Good talking about uh, the, uh, the, the, the relief efforts that he's spearheading in the Bahamas. By the way, um, if you didn't see that, Najee Good has raised about $15,000 from the Jaguars locker room. Uh, for uh, wow. relief in the Bahamas after Hurricane Dorian, if you want, and, and he wants to see Jaguars fans match that. So if you want to do that, just contact the Jaguars Foundation and say. Are you, you want talking to, to me personally? Do I have to match the fifteen grand? Yeah. You talking to me personally? Or are you talking to the people that are listening all, right now? Oh, all, all, okay. I'm talking okay. to the universe. I thought you were just talking to me. That As you asking know, me if I wanted to match that. Do you? Um, I want to. Okay. Yeah. But I'm probably not. But I'm probably not going to. <laughs> it's Christmas time after all. <laughs> I got, a lot, of I got a lot of kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JoJo's going to need a little something in the stocking, all right? That's right. Uh, but if if you are listening to this podcast and your name is not Mark Brunel and you would like to uh, to match that, you can match it with the Jaguars Foundation. Just contact the foundation there at the stadium, and uh, they'll be more than happy to help you get that uh, set up. So a uh, good cause for sure. Uh, there's a lot of need in the Bahamas right now, and uh, hats off to Najee Good for Absolutely. Uh, helping be a part of that uh, Vic Nicolucci and Channel 4 also involved. Uh, he's been over there about four times. So a lot of need there and an opportunity to really make a difference. All right, that'll do it for this installment of Teal the Podcast. You can find Teal the Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And as always, you can find Teal the Podcast under the Sports tab on newsforjacks.com. For Mark Brunel, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks so much for listening to Teal the Podcast. Teal the Podcast.